hello horror fans and supernatural fans this is jason with the terror express and with us today we have a horror icon that many of you will know all of you will know as alice from a nightmare on elm streets part four and five we have lisa wilcox with us today hello lisa and thank you for coming on to the terror express i'm so excited to have you here well thank you thank you for having me for a great cause absolutely absolutely so let's let me i want to jump right into the supernatural have you had an encounter with the supernatural experience that you can share with us i have had a supernatural experience Mm. um (laughs) so i was about 18 years old and i was driving uh we had moved to california when i was a teenager anyway so i had a modeling job for the weekend to do from irvine up in la so my friend said, oh, you know, I'm going to be out of town. You can use my flat. So uh, his apartment, but I call it a flat because there's an area in Los Angeles called Los Feliz. And it has, it's where Griffith, the Griffith Park is. And beautiful, old, old historic homes. Mm. And this particular house, they had converted one whole floor into an apartment. So, and then my friend says, um, you know, I'll leave the key under the mat. That's when you leave a key under the mat. And yes, yes. <laughs> the good old days. And he days. said, and, and by the way, I have a poltergeist. I'm like, you have a poltergeist? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I get up to the house, get up to the place about 10 o'clock at night. Cannot get that door to unlock. It will not unlock. So I had his mom's um, phone number. So I called her and she lived five minutes away. She was able to unlock it. No problem. Okay. That's the first sign. <laughs> so, um, so I get to bed, I leave in the morning to go do my stuff, uh, go do my job. And um, I had, uh, of course I'd used the ba- bathroom and there was a, um, he'd left his blow dryer, which I utilized and it was, it was in a hanging basket above the sink. Okay. So come back from my job. The blow dryer is now in the sink. And I know I put it in the basket and it it wouldn't, the basket hadn't moved, you know, or anything. No way it can fall out. No. And my shampoo and conditioner bottles that were in the tub shower were now on the bathroom floor. Yeah, those poltergeists are tricky little playful there's 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 no way that you know, i mean you know and he had told me too that he was pretty sure, sure it was a she and mm-hmm. uh and um she liked to move glasses around in the kitchen cabinet in the middle of the night um that's what he said and one time she took a file box out of the closet so anyway i had my experience but more to the story is the ma- the master bath in the bathroom it's an ensuite so you so when i'm doing my makeup, or whatever, I can see into the master bedroom. I see an impression go uh-huh. down on the mattress, uh-huh. like someone is sitting there. Yes. Creepy. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what did so, you do when you saw this weight of nothing I sitting on the mattress? turned around and then it lifted up. That was, and that was it. And it was uh, almost like night, it was coming after you. When if you turn around no, and lift it up, she, if, if it was a she, she's like, oh, she's yeah, just watching. She's like, oh, she. there's a girl here. I'm gonna watch her put on her makeup or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, 
So I, I totally believe in the oh, supernatural. Yeah. And yes. that night, though, I slept with the lights on. I would too. I would probably sleep on the <laughs> in the part in the next door. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It was yeah. Scary. They. So let's go back. Let's go back to the 1980s when you got the role of Alice Johnson on *A Nightmare on Elm Street* Part Four. Um, so after after you ended up auditioning and ending up in the rejection pile, from my understanding, because you were yes. too pretty. Um, what were your emotions and your turn of events? from the dream master to the dream child from going to the rejection pile to the, the final girl with the script was obviously written for you. It seems like it was, doesn't it? It was so yes. me as a child yes. growing up, but it, you know, it was not, it was already it a, was... a body of a, a script, you know, and I'm just so grateful that I finally did get the opportunity to audition for the role and Annette Benson who did the casting from Nightmare 1 through Nightmare 5 mm -hmm. tells me too that they literally auditioned hundreds of gals for the role of Alice and they just couldn't find her which is mm -hmm. why they went back to the reject pile right uh -huh. <laughs> and I finally had my opportunity and read the script and back then you got to read the whole script and nowadays they hardly do that they're so guarded against secrets being stolen and stuff like that but yeah. I totally bonded with Alice right away. She's totally me as a child, as a young girl growing up. And I was shy, introverted. I could I could stay in me my too. room all summer reading yes. books. You yes, know? me too. I'm totally that person too. Yeah, and, and we moved a lot. So, um, you know, I it was hard to make friendships and, and stuff. Of course, Alice mm -hmm. has good friends in the oh, film. Yes. You know, but, yes, but great I, chemistry. But I could, yeah. But I could totally um, just relate to Alice. And so I went with like no makeup on and like flat kind of dirty hair. And I wore pale yellow, which is my worst color. Now, you hear a lot of times where like a role um, would be right, written for someone and they would they would do it. And then the sequel would be written and this they would have to re-audition for the same role in future sequels. Did you have to do that with Alice or was part five? It was a sure thing for you. Yeah, Wonderful. they called my okay. agent and, yeah. you know, we made a deal and, and I came back. <laughs> Did they ever call you back about any of the other installments? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to no. see Alice again. Now, you had mentioned about sometimes the scripts would be written and you could read the entire script back then. When part four was written, it was during the, the, the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. So uh, how much of the script was written prior to being cast and filming and how much of the script was ad-libbed by you or the other actors? The, to the best of my recollection, actually, is the script was the script, you know, mm -hmm. um, we, and, you know, as actors, typically on a film, you're allowed to do some improvisation, but mm -hmm. we do the script first and then, or before we film, we'll talk to the director, or writer, whatever, and, and say, you know, may I say this or add this or change this word or whatever, you know. And, and usually pretty open they're pretty flexible. That. Yeah, that's so, awesome. But we did write one film, uh, one scene, Andras and I did. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the scene where um, I'm in the den watching the video. And Christmas has died. And Rick, my brother, Andras Jones, comes in and he's like, you know, what are you doing? You know, and, and I talk about the dream and I could, I could uh, smell the smoke. 
I could feel mm-hmm. the fires. And oh like, yes. So we wrote we wrote that scene together. That's awesome. That's that's a scene that too. As soon as you said it, I knew exactly what scene it was. That's that's great. I love and these are the things I love hearing. These are the things to share the stories that I think are just are fun to share, kind of like the behind the scenes stuff. Now, Alice, obviously, she she has become a pivotal character in the franchise. How has Alice changed your life personally? Uh, what's the best thing that Alice has brought to you personally? And what's the most challenging aspect of portraying Alice? Um, portraying Alice has absolutely been wonderful because she has been such an inspiration mm-hmm. for so many people. Mm-hmm. And that just is the biggest compliment in the whole world. You know, yes. when, when people tell me, you know, how, you know, Alice pulled out of herself, you know, yes. to fight evil and, and um, she found that courage, you know, she found that strength that mm-hmm. we all have, you know, but it can be latent, you know? Yeah. So when people come up and just, I mean, say you you know i watched nightmare for all the time and you just got me through such a hard time in my life and and that sort of thing so that by far is the most um biggest benefit do you still have your script your original script from four or five i so wish i did because it would have those notes in there mm-hmm. but uh one night i'm coming getting home it's about 1 30 in the morning from filming on set all day you know and I'm walking up to the back, my back door and I'm tired, you know, anyway, and I'm just walking and my head is down and I see these huge white tennis shoe feet and mm. I look up and up and up and up and up and up and there is a man standing at there who proceeded to mug me. No. He put his whole head, he huge hand over my face. I was wearing eyeglasses. I need him to drive. And um, the lenses were popped out and my instinct, I, and I had a, my script bag and my handbag. And my instinct was just to do this. And I'm like trying to scream, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he like throws me on the ground and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And, mm-hmm. and then my neighbor upstairs heard the commotion and raised the window and he's like, what's going on down there? Lisa, what's, what's going on? Cause it's dark, you know? Yeah. And uh, so the guy took off, but he grabbed my script back. <sighs> oh, he grabbed wow. it. Out. He, the strap broke. He pulled so hard. The strap broke and um, he went running off with my camera and my script. Can you that's believe horrible. it? No, that's horrible. I know. I know. Did they, I mean, I know it's probably a far fetch, but did they catch this, this guy that well, did that? No, of course, the police came and they checked out the garages that were all back there. But apparently it was two guys. The guy I ran into was the watch out guy. Hmm. And then the other guy was uh, they found some cars that were broken into. Wow. Talk about coming home at the wrong time. What a shame. Glad you're okay though. That's the main thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just good thing the neighbor was looking out too. It's good to have neighbors that pay attention to things out of the ordinary. What's funny though is that so the neighbors comes out, the guys run off, and my husband comes running out the back door with the knife. Good, <laughs> good. yes, good. <laughs> good. Knife. Dude, we couldn't have gotten a little bit of blood drawn out of that one. I know, right? Just to say who else he's done that he to. Did, just a little late, but I'm glad he didn't have to harm anybody and the guy ran away. <laughs> right, and I hope karma I hope karma caught up to him in some yeah. way, shape, or form. 
So what to date has been your favorite character to play? Alice Johnson is definitely on, on the top five for sure. No question about mm-hmm. that. Um, and um, there's a role I really loved on um, Walker, Texas Ranger, believe it or not. And it is, uh, it was a Christmas episode and it was a very sad, touching episode. I play, mm. um, it was called Saving Grace. And I play a nun. My name is Grace and it's brother. But anyway, I really, I, we filmed that in Dallas. Um, and uh, just really loved that character. I also loved playing Carol Brady. Yeah. Well, I mean, who would love you? you know, did you play Carol Brady or did you play Florence Henderson or both? Both. Because we would do like we were on set doing an mm-hmm. episode of the Brady Bunch. So I'm Carol. And then oh, but then we would do scenes where like we're in the makeup trailer and we're talking and, and whatnot. So I got to play, yeah. you know, both essentially. So that was, that was amazing. I mean, the Brady Bunch set, you know. Oh, yeah. And the clothes. And oh, my gosh, it was really fun. <laughs> That sounds fun. What was your initial reaction dressed as Carol or Florence and you walk out of that Brady Bunch set that we grew up watching? What was that like? Oh, Magical. it was just like, you know, one of those where you pinch yourself kind of things, you know. <laughs> Lastly, I mean, another role I really love is Utah on Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. Yes. We, we're just, we're Trekkie fans here in the house. Are you? Good job. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, what a sad story, right? Yeah. Today, we have a, a guest host. His name is Rick Sarah, and he sent you in a question. And I would like to play the video that Rick Sarah had sent in for you with a question. Hi, Lisa. My name is Rick. Um, by the time Nightmare on Street 4 was being filmed, Fred Krueger and the franchise had become a pop phenomenon. Heather Langenkamp, Patricia Arquette, and Mark Patton all portrayed characters that would become iconic. What was your mindset in creating the character Alice being in the same league as Nancy, Jesse, and Kristen? Oh my goodness. It, 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 uh, what an honor. I mean, because you have to understand, I was already a huge Nightmare fan. I've loved scary movies, vampire movies, Frankenstein, Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. since forever, you know? So. Yes. So when I actually got the audition, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know. So, so, and I mean, and Heather Ling, Nancy, oh my gosh, you know. So it, I was so excited. Uh, yeah. What an honor! I mean, seriously. I mean, those I was transfixed by a Nightmare on Elm Street. So it yes. was. They're just, magical. It was just a dream come true to get the role. Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> wink, great. wink, 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 wink. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love picking up on stuff like that. But um, thank you, Rick, Sarah, for your donation to an animal charity and distressed animals or foundation. Um, um, again, I, I thank you for that. And we're going to move on here to our, our, our last question is to close out the, the episode here. Now, I have some staple questions that I usually ask all my guests. One of them ties in perfectly with you and with your, your role as Alice. What is the most terrifying nightmare that you recall having in your lifetime? <laughs> most terrifying nightmare is a recurring nightmare I've had since mm. I was young. How rare and, are those? Uh, and it 
Yeah. And the way it goes is that I'm with my mother and we're at the zoo and um, I'm very young in the dream. And she's, um, I'm in her arm, you know, on her arms. Let's say I'm like three or four, like four years old. I'm talking Mm -hmm. and we're visiting the monkeys and the gorillas and a gorilla reaches through the bars, pulls me out of my mother's arms. And he takes me to the back of his cage, opens the door and it's planet of the apes. Oh, (laughs) so, and it's the scene. It's that real wide shot where the cart is being, the people are in the cart and the cart is being pulled. And and the grass is all like their cargo. Yeah. Yes. And the the dried grass and whatnot. Anyway, that's, so that's my, so yeah. What's your favorite horror movie ever? Rosemary's Baby. Do you have a favorite charity that you would like to promote? It's called NAMI. It's all about mental illness and and understanding mental illness and and um, just beating the stigma, you know, because mm-hmm. one out of five people have a mental illness and, and depression is also oh, a yeah. mental state, yes. you know, mm-hmm. that's in the mix. That's part of it, too. Yeah. One out of five will have something, you know, and I have um, a member, well, a member of my family who was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And um, I guess you won't mind saying it's my eldest son. And mm-hmm. it, it, um, it, he's doing great. You know, that's good. Good. It's all about staying compliant on the medication. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. But he's fine and he's married and has it has baby. <laughs> so that's wonderful. I love a happy ending. So, and I, so I really appreciate you coming onto the show today. And what I would like to do is to promote NAMI through the rest of my season. I Thank still you. have, you're welcome. I still have about 20 more episodes. We're still early in the second season. So any donations made to NAMI will go toward my goal and any of my perks that are available will also be in, uh, I really do. Through I NAMI really donation. appreciate it. Look, yes, look sure. them up. You'll see the phenomenal oh, work will. that they, they're doing. My son was diagnosed almost about eight, 17 years ago when mm-hmm. he was in his late teens, long road for him to even get oh, diagnosed. Oh, I can I bet, assure you because they have to diagnose, you know, it, 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 he went, we like seven different doctors till it finally mm-hmm. we got the right one. Um, and um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah. and NAMI offers free courses oh, for those wonderful. in the family. Look for the the link to the NAMI foundation is foundation. Correct. Uh, charity. Just NAMI and a NAMI. All right. Mm-hmm. Look for the link for NAMI in the description below because that's that is very I don't very think important. It says cause. Foundation at the end. I think it's just National no. Alliance of Mental Illness. Okay, I'll and, include that. And so I went to took the class, and it was a class that was once a week. They give you a huge binder of information, and you're with other people that are, you know, their husbands or their children mm-hmm. or whatever have a mental illness. And I mean, yes. And and at the and it was a free class. And I have a friend who was having trouble with. Um, her daughter and I suggested NAMI. And so there's now actually, there's a waiting list to get into this class that it's well worth. That's a good sign. It's a good sign that they're becoming that well-known and they're helping that many people. Absolutely. They have been, they've made huge strides in since Mm -hmm. I ran across them like, you know, 17, 18 years ago. 
Yeah, and that's that's fantastic. I, I love I love the purpose you, you you stated about your son. I I have people in my family too who are um, bipolar. I've I've dated someone who was schizophrenic, and we have depression. I suffered from depression a few weeks ago, and it was a dark dark time. So, thank you for sharing that information for Nami. Yes. Do you have anything that you want to let your fans know about that's coming up? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, actually, there's a couple of things this. that are streaming right now, I think, on like all those platforms and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. One is called Mystery Spot. Mystery Spot. I'm going to write these down, yeah. too. Look in the description below for all these as well. Okay. okay. Mystery Spot. Yes. We filmed that in a little town of Hempstead, Hempstead, uh, Texas. Uh, and uh, um, I'm very um, proud of the character, the work I did in, in the film. It's a lead role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, um, another thing that's streaming right now is called murder anyone with the question murder mark. anyone. Okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds mystery fun. spot murder anyone. And, and this film, um, I actually, um, won a best supporting actress at the Hollywood film festival. Oh, congratulations. Exciting. Yeah. And it's not yeah. a big role and I'm at the end, but it, but it's, but the movie, but just see the movie, the movie is, it's fun. It's, it's yes, really cool. Definitely be checking that out. It's got, well, I mean, it's got a fun name. How can you not want to watch a movie called right? Murder Anyone? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Yes. Uh, and then I've been filming a lot and there'll be a lot of things um, coming out. I just finished a film last week um, called um, Desert Fiends and filmed in Las Vegas. Here's another one, too. It's not, I don't, it's not out yet. Um, it's called um, Woods Witch. Woods Witch. And actually, I had the opportunity to work with Tom Sizemore. Oh, nice. Yes. That's a brilliant actor. Yeah. And then, oh, and uh, just a delight. We had so much fun. We had a script, but this director was all about improv, improv. And we just bit a bang, bit a bang, bit a bang. It was really fun. And then I'm going to a screening and a movie that'll be out called Don't Suck. (laughs) And it's, it's a, it's a comedy (laughs) vampire thing and do you know the comedian uh jamie kennedy yes yeah okay so i had i had scenes with him and uh he fun. and again improv you know i mean he's a comedian we did the script but he yeah he could do these one-liners and stuff i was so nervous i'm like he's a professional comedian for heaven's <laughs> sakes you know oh my gosh so how know? did you hold up how did you hold up with that he Hugged me. He's like, Lisa, you are so fantastic. So it's later on. I let him know. I said, you have no idea how nervous I was. I literally, so we're kind of doing a rehearsal and I, and I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm shaking. And he mm. goes, he says, um, are you cold? I'm like, yeah, I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he's like, let's get Lisa a sweater. Let her get a jacket until we start rolling. <laughs> so at, after it's all said and done, I, I told him. that's that sounds that sounds fun these are great names to murder anyone don't suck these are (laughs) (laughs) now quick question too just based off what you just told me when you're on the set and i know you said a lot of directors do it the way written and some let you ad lib as an actor which what's gold for you is it following the the written page or being allowed to venture off and play with your character more freely um i I definitely like scripted, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do, but 
it kind of depends on like some characters I've done. I don't know what the heck I would improv. Other characters that I've played, just improv stuff just happened. Like this uh, movie I just did, um, which is uh, like a black comedy, you know, mm-hmm. and this director does love improv and stuff. So the actor I was working with, um, Michael Perry, Michael Perry from Streets yeah, of the Fire. Name, yeah, the name is very, movie. very familiar. I know I've heard it. Yes. you And you'll, you've seen him. I mean, he's yeah, done I'll, I'll know his face. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So he and I, we, we play husband and wife. So we had a lot of fun to, uh, you know, banter and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. You, it sounds like you've got a lot of great stuff coming out and a lot of things that you've done. And uh, I can't wait to research these and, and start watching them. My, my closing question that I ask all my guests is, what do you want your legacy to be when you're gone? Well, the legacy is when you have fear, face your fear and fight mm-hmm. your fear. Thank you for coming on. I enjoy, uh, enjoyed hearing your stories, your behind the scenes and all about NAMI, which, like I said, I will be promoting that for the rest of the second season. So thank you. listeners, thank you for, for joining this episode of the Terror Express. We've been thrilled to talk with Lisa Wilcox and Lisa, thank you so much for being thank here with you. us today. Thank Good you. luck with your, your goal. Thank you. All right. Bye. Ciao.